Dr. Amalia Ganyas-Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us on the line today from Johannesburg, South Africa, is multi-award-winning Afropop musician Ntlantlan Kisa from Mafikizolo, which was formed in 1997, nearly celebrating 20 years in the industry. In 2014, they won eight South African Music Awards, which included Best Pop, Best Collaboration, Best Duo, Group of the Year, Best Selling Downloads, and in 2016, their work was showcased in the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles. Nklantla's artistic talents have also extended to the fashion industry with her NN Vintage line of boutique clothing. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. In one of your interviews for your previous album, Six Mabone, you said that it's a kind of album that when you put it into your sound system, you will never want to take it out. And some of the critics have said that Six Mabone will definitely cement Mafikizolo's status as one of the most sensational singing groups in South Africa and a musical phenomenon in the entire African continent. Now, over the years, you've built a successful music career. You've been nominated and won various awards and graced the covers and magazines of many South African magazines. Can you please share with us a few of the landmarks in your career and when you understood that music was going to be such a big part of your destiny? Oh, um, I think, I think um, you know, people need to know that, you know, I've... I've I've loved music, you know, since I was very little. So, you know, um, as long as I remember, um, I've loved music. And um, I think that's because also um, I come from a very musical family. Um, My dad used to be in a boy band, you know, back in the days. And my mom also sang in in the church choir and also, um, as a young girl growing up, we used to sit around. My dad had an organ, so we used to sit around, um, you know, um, in, on, 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 in the afternoons on Sundays. And we just sit around the piano and um, the organ and um, we'd just sing, you know, sing hymns. And um, that was, you know, that's how growing up, you know, we used to spend our Sunday um, afternoons. And which was which was amazing, and that's when I got to my dad got to teach me a little bit, you know, um, a little bit of piano, and you know, since then I've been, I mean, I've been um, doing music ever since from my primary school right at, up until my high school, and I also joined the church choir. Um, so for me, um, music has really been, you know, a part of my life, um, a big part of my life. And, um, yeah, and, um, you know, I remember when I spoke to my dad about uh, doing music, he wasn't, you know, just like any other parent, especially back then, um, um, in the 1990s, like, you know, our parents saw music as like, um, they didn't see it as a career, you know. And, um, I mean, I mean, also myself at the time, I thought this, you know, it was something to do, that I would love to do, um, but... Um, it was something just on the side that I would like to do, something, you know, um, that was fun to do. 
um, until I think um, when we recorded our first album, you know. And I remember that was in 97, and we went to um, our record company, um, which which had it signed us then back in 97. And when I got um, to the studio, I saw, you know, uh, all of these musicians that I used to look up to. I mean, I saw the guys from... Um, uh, um, Bongo Martin, I saw the guys from Pumshaka and um you know and, and for me um that was amazing because these are the people, you know, growing up seeing people on um T V and all of a sudden you're in the same room with them, all of a sudden they you know, they say, No, come in, come into the studio and you listen to what they're doing, to you know, what they're recording. Um and I think, you know, that's back then when um uh, I, I I really, you know, told myself that this is something that I wanted to do. And I went back home, spoke to my family, um, you know, um, but, I mean, my dad always wanted me to um, to be a lawyer, you know, or to get into, um, do something that is law-related. Um, and, uh, but he could see, you know, the love that I had for music, and he said, okay, you know, um, I don't want a child who does not have um, a diploma or a degree. So if music is one, what you want to do, then you will go to school and study music. Um, so I enrolled with the University and I studied music, you know. And, um, yeah, and, and I mean, we, we when we recorded our first album, it was... Uh, um, I think because it was our first experience with going into the studio, we weren't sure about the kind of sound that we wanted to do. And um, as a result, our first few albums didn't do that well. Um, but when we recorded in the Ambanawe, and we started getting bookings from all over the African continent, and um, we were invited as... Um, as, as 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 ambassadors for the four double six four, and we travelled, you know, um, we travelled the world, sharing stage with big names. I think that's when, you know, when we and that album, uh, the, the album that hit in Gambanawa was our fourth album. So we had a struggle, you know, doing the first album, which didn't make it uh, break into the market. Second album didn't break into the market, but our biggest break, and 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 a point where I thought wow, actually, you know, um, this is this is what I was meant to do, um, was when we recorded our album, The Ambanawe, and, you know, meeting our former president and becoming the ambassador for the 4664 and, and traveling with our, our, our former president, Mr. Nelson Mandela, and just meeting him as well, but traveling, you know, traveling and doing all of those shows um, around the world, I think for me, you know, that's that's when I really said, this is it, you know, this is it for me. Well, it sounds like an incredible experience and that music is very much in your family DNA. And it's really interesting that your dad and your mom, despite being involved in music and singing, were inclined to not let you pursue that direction. Um, I think it was it was because they were protective. And, um, I mean, obviously, um, the industry then wasn't, um, as stable as it is now. 
and um, it was it was you know they felt that it was only a few people that actually made it you know um, and and that would make a career out of, of out of music um, and, and 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 I mean like every every um, parent you know you become protective of your child and you want the best for your child and back then the best for your child was education you know whether you child becomes a teacher or but you know that they've got something stable um so music was something that you know there were there were uncertain uncertainties you know in the music industry at the time and i guess what you know as much as they knew that i loved that and they supported me but they wanted me to have like you know a stable um a stable career you know, something that they know tomorrow I will be able to provide for myself and provide for my family. And back in the day, you know, they didn't think that music um, um, was was the right path. But, uh, you know, having said that, they, 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 I mean, they were very supportive. You're right. Parents are always protective and they do support children in their respective endeavours. And you spoke about education and doing your studies at WITS, and I think that's also one of the, the fundamental areas in terms of being able to establish yourself and to pursue an interest and define that expertise because that is what stands you in good ground. Can you tell us a little bit more about your music and, and the persistence? Because that was one of the clear messages that I took out. The first album didn't do so well. The second album, not so well. But through your persistence, that resilience to continue in this direction. So if you can tell us a little bit more about the music and, and the styles and what inspired you when you musically when you were growing up. When we were growing up, you know, back in the townships, like each and every household, a Sunday was known that this is a day to relax and every household will play the music high. Like, you know, it was like, it was crazy. But every Sunday, you know, every household you'd hear um, a music blast. Uh, so my home was not, you know, different um, when it comes to that. Um, they played, I mean, my dad had records and records of both uh, South African and international um, and, um, artists, and um, but uh, amongst them, I mean, he, he used to play Letambuli, he would play Brakepa um, Simenya, I would play Mama Miriam Makeba, I would play Jonah Matrading. So, growing up, you know, that's the kind of sound that I, I used to listen to because that's what my father had. And of course, you know, like every household back in the 90s. You know, every household had Brenda Farsi. Um, you know, in, 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 in all of this music that was being played at home, I was drawn more to Brenda Farsi, I think, because she was pop culture. She spoke to me at the time, you know, and she loved kids. And, I mean, even in her music videos, there were songs like, Me, do, 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 la, do, ti, you know, which um, the video had kids. And she loved, I mean, Brenda Fassi loved children. And I think um, that's why she had, um, you know, fans from, 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 from a very young age group up until, you know, older people um, listening to her and loving her music. Um, because in the music videos, you would get that. And even when you see her on TV during the music videos, she would go around and hug kids. So there was something about her that just, you know, um, drew me um, to her. 
you know, if, if we wanted to know what was going to be um, the stylish fashion item for that particular year, you know, during December, because our parents used to buy us clothes during December time for the festive. So we'd watch out what is Brenda Fassi wearing, you know, and what's the latest style. We'd get all of that from her. So um, I think she was one, you know, musician that really I was drawn into. Obviously, her music was amazing. Obviously, her voice was phenomenal. Um, but I, I, I would say, you know, for me, she stood out um, from the rest. And, and 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 from that young age, I just wanted to be Brenda Fassi. I wanted to be like her. I wanted to dress like her. I wanted to sing like her, you know. Um, so she was one musician um, that really, I would say, was one, you know, one one of my influences when it comes to music um, because of all of those elements, yeah. Artists definitely have an impact on other people's lives. You've just relayed your experiences and how you connected and, and resonated with, with Brenda Fuzzy. And in many ways, today, you've now become that role model. And you've proved and provided evidence to many women and girls, both in South Africa and on the continent, that through hard work and personal sacrifice, anything can be achieved. You've spoken about the influences that, that Brenda Fuzzy had injected into your career. Can you tell us a bit more about your songwriting and what influences you in songwriting? I'm mostly um, influenced by um, my community, what goes around my community. Um, you know, um, I'm influenced by, by life in, in general. I'm influenced by my country. For instance, there's a song that I wrote um, where, you know, um, at that point in my life, I felt that, um, you know, people had lost hope during the recession. Obviously, me being a young woman and understanding what recession is all about happened during the time um, where also I was um, recording my solo album and, you know, just trying to find myself as well as a solo artist. And um, I was, I mean, I was influenced by what people were going through at the time. And people had lost hope. People were losing their homes, their cars. And, you know, it was just bad um, in, in, in South Africa at the time. And I wrote a song that uh, that says, Isopela in Tupeco, meaning the hardship will come to an end. It's an inspirational song that basically says, you know, um, I'm trying to give people hope and, 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 and to say, do not, you know, do not lose hope. Things will get better. Things will get better. Um, so I'm influenced by, you know, situations around me. Um, sometimes it's not um, something that I'm going through personally. Sometimes it's something that somebody else around me is going through or people around me or my community or something I've seen, you know, around my community. That's what influences me. But also I do write um, about my own um, personal um, experience. You know, I uh, when I'm in a good space and um, I'm surrounded by love, you know, I write about love. So I think it's all of those different elements. But also, you know, um, sometimes as, as songwriters, we go into the studio without knowing what we're going to write about on the day. We go into the studio, we listen to the music, and the music sometimes guides you. When you listen to the music, 
it, it, it drives them to write about, you know, um, about a certain, a certain issue. You know, um, it could be just a fun song, you know, depending what they, you know, what you feel when you're listening to the beat. So, um, that, that's really what, what, what influences me, um, as a songwriter. Yeah. It sounds as though you're incredibly sensitive to what happens around you and being able to detect that through your own personal experiences as well as in the community. Today, we're talking to multi-award winning South African Afropop musician Inklanklan Kisa from Mafikizolo. Hi, my name is Yvonne Chakachaka and I'm UNICEF and Rollback Malaria Goodwill Ambassador. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity, a program that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in the struggle for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights and democracy. A program against social ills such as racism, socio-economic class division and gender-based violence. Womanity, Women in Unity, presented by Dr. Amalia Balka every week on this day at this time. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance, on frequency 9625 kHz on the 31-meter band, also available on DSTV Channel 802. Today, we're talking to multi-award-winning South African Afropop musician Nklantla Kisa from Mafikizoro. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. In the previous segment, Inklantla shared with us how music is in her DNA from her upbringing with her family, particularly listening to music and the influence on Sundays. And one of the strongest influences in her space has been Brenda Fassi. We spoke about the influences in her songwriting, ranging from personal experiences through to the effects on her community and society at large. Now, Nklantla, this program, Womanity, Woman in Unity, is all about gender equality, which is increasingly a global focus. And as such, building female leadership is important for the future of, of women, not only in our country, but across the rest of the world. How do you see female leadership, whether it's in the music space, parliament, business, or, or any other field for that matter? I definitely um, believe that we have come a long way, you know, we have come a long way. Um, and um, as our history has shown in South Africa, that women have played, you know, a very big role in um, making South Africa what it is today. And um, it shows that um, women are strong, you know, women have a strong character, women when they stand together, you know, they are a force. Um, and, um, you know, I do believe that um, with God, especially in South Africa, we are so lucky that um, we've got that rich history where we're seeing, you know, women fighting for uh, not only women's rights, but fighting for the rights of South Africans. And we are so lucky that we, you know, we grew up in a country where we are able to see that, you know, even women make such a big difference and they play such an important role, um, not only in politics, but even, you know, um, in music. 
um, like I said, you know, growing up, listening to Brakethos, um, listening to Mamaleta Mbul, um, what they used to sing about back in the days, you, you can see that, you know, they were brave women um, to be able to, um, you know, after being exiled because of what they sing about and because of what they wanted to bring out to the world um, and, and the stories they wanted to tell about South Africa at the time. Um, and they still did that. They still went out and reported about our issues in the country as women. They still went out and they still sacrificed so much um, to speak about, you know, the issues that were affecting us um, in our country in South Africa. We're lucky that we've got, you know, such role models whereby you can see, you know, that um, growing up as a young woman, they are showing you that, you know, um, you can gather that strength and, um, you know, you can you can basically become anything that you want to. And even young girls today, they've got uh, people to look up to, people like Bastana um, Kumalo, people like Tuli Madonzela, people like Mam Zuma, you know, Mam Kosazana Zuma. Um, you know that they can that, that they can look up to. I mean, those are just some of the women that inspire us as young people that are saying you can become anything that you want to be, um, as long as you focus, as long as you stay positive. Um, and they also, but also they're, they're showing us, you know, the character that they have that nothing comes easy. And everything, uh, you know, comes with a challenge, um, but you need to be up for that challenge. You know, um, 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 those are just um, some of the leaders that, um, you know, we look up to, you know, the women that are making a positive difference um, in our country. But also, um, don't forget to look at women around you, around the community. You know, I, for one, I look at my mom and I see an amazing woman. I see the amazing woman that um, brought me up. You know, she she was a working mom, but um, also she was able um, to bring up a family with good values. You know, she was a working woman as much as she wasn't at home, you know, most of the time. But when she did come back home, you know, she, she was able to make sure that um, she gives us the best. You know, so don't forget, as much as we're looking at these women that we're seeing on TV, don't forget to look at women around the community. There's um, women doctors around the community that are doing amazing jobs. There's mothers that are taking care of orphans in our communities who are doing an amazing job, who are a positive influence in our lives. Um, so, you know, growing up, those are the women mostly that I used to look up to, um, women around my community, women, you know, that... Even when you had problems and your mom is not around, a woman that you were able to go to and they would provide help for you. In South Africa, we do have those positive stories, you know, amazing stories that are by women. I mean, we can't forget the big history of, um, of the important role that our women played in 1954 when they stood together and went to Pretoria and they marched against the use of fast, they marched against um, our previous government. Um, the apartheid government. So um, I would say, you know, women are strong. And I think, you know, once you believe in yourself, or once you, you know, you go after what you want as well, knowing also that it's not going to be easy, there's going to be challenges, and still going after it and still pursuing it, um, that's one character that we have as women. 
I think you're absolutely right, and you've really demonstrated a little walk through South African history of our strong woman, both past and also present, the importance of our singers as musicians in terms of storytelling and the platforms that they have to share those stories, not just within the South African context, but onto much, much broader platforms. And one area that I'd like to look at is what do you think we need to build on to benefit women in the future? Um, I think focusing on building um, women leaders, especially um, in the rural areas. You know, I, I do believe that we are getting somewhere. We are getting there um, in South Africa as a country. But I do believe um, there's still room you know, um, to empower women and to um, create um, women leaders. Um, and like I said, especially in rural areas where you find that, you know, women are still, you know, um, 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 looked down upon, where um, you find that women are still find difficulties in terms of being considered as, as you know, as being leaders or as being given equal opportunities as males. Um, so I think I think if we can focus more on that, going back to the rural um, communities and just you know uh, creating um, women empowerment programs and just you know um, I'm, I'm going back for seminars, going back and, and inviting you know women to go back, just to go back and give strength and um, you know give strength to the young women that are growing up in the rural areas and. I think just sharing the light in rural areas about, you know, women empowerment and about creating leaders around those areas. And also just, you know, um, I think not only speaking to women, but speaking to men as well in the rural areas, you know, so that they also understand where we are as women at the, you know, at the moment. So I think if you can create those kind of seminars, you know, inviting both women and men, and speaking about, you know, and, and, and just creating those women empowerment programs that would that really um, would make a difference. But um, having said that, I mean, we we are coming okay, I think, as a country in general. Like I said earlier in the interview, you know, the women that, that um, I've mentioned, women that are doing well in different sectors, in politics, in big companies, in corporate, um, in music, you know, industries as well. For instance, I do not only have seen from Afiki Zolo, but I can own a record company, you know, because I think that's also been one of my dreams and and, and something that I saw lately in the music industry is that the, the record company industry is still, you know, um, very much um, in the hands of, of males. And, you know, I just wanted to um, also say that as women, we do not only have to be a singer, but you can actually own a record company. You can actually um, sign other artists. So I always, as a young girl growing up and growing up in the music industry and um, in my journey in the music industry, wanted to, uh, you know, um, shed that light with the young girls that there's so many things that you can do in the music industry except for, you know, what is um, deemed as the mainstream, which is just becoming a female singer, but you can become a sound engineer. That area as well, you still have more males as male engineers because females believe that 
no, that's the job, you know, uh, only for males. But you can actually become, become a sound engineer. You can become a producer as a female. You can own a record company as a female. You're totally um, right yeah. about being able to take greater ownership within the value chain, that it's not just limiting and restricting women to certain stereotypes of roles and positions. You mentioned that you've branched out, not from just from a singing point of view, but being able to hold a record company. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the gender challenges that you've experienced and how you've overcome them in your career? First of all, you know, when we're growing up, back in the late 90s, when I got into the music industry, um, first of all, it was difficult for a, a female singer to be considered as a solo artist. So when you go look at the record companies, you know, local companies and international companies. Um, you would be turned back or they would tell you that, no, actually you need to become a backing vocalist. So a lot of women back then, they were used as backing vocalists, um, backing vocalists because the industry was very much male-dominated, especially in South Africa. So, um, you know, back then that was one of the biggest challenges. Um but obviously, which has um, have changed in time. Um, but what um, personally I have experienced was, um, you know, this this especially in this industry. I think that's one of the things uh, my parents were trying to protect me against when um, they didn't want me to get into this industry. Was um, a lot of young women, um, as a result, you know, of of, of what I said earlier. About, about women singers being overlooked was um, you would go there and um, people would, you know, would want favors. They would promise you things. If you do this, I can, you know, I can secure one, two, three for you. So those are the challenges that I face personally as well um, 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 in the music industry where people would say, if you want your things to happen, if you want your records to be played, you know, uh, you need to do one, two, three, you know, and you find that a lot of women um, fall into that trap whereby they're being tricked into doing things that they don't want to just because they want to get ahead, you know, um, and I think it happens also in other industries outside of the music industry. Uh, but that's something that, uh, you know, that it has happened to me. But I... So you, you had know, people believe, trying to take advantage of you and yeah, not really yeah. being interested in your capabilities, but more of what they can yeah. get out of you. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes for you to get a record deal as a woman, they would say, no, we'll pair you up with the guys. You know, um, I think I think sometimes it wasn't done intentionally, but because record companies think, oh, you know, males sell more records than females. So if you're a good female singer, then they don't want to lose you. They would rather pay you up and not sign you as a solo, but they would pair you up with, um, you know, um, um, male singers. And that's what used to happen um, and, and a lot. Um, but, you know, like I said, with time, you know, they started believing in the talent of women and believing that actually women can sell records as well. Women can make good music just on their own as well. Um, but yeah, those, I mean, those are some of the challenges. And I believe that, you know, I got through that because of my background and my upbringing where, you know, the first thing that my parents taught me was to respect yourself. You know, when you go into this industry in Canada, 
First of all, respect yourself. Do not forget who you are. Do not forget where you come from. Do you not forget the values that we instilled in you. So that's what I took into the music industry, and that's what protected me all of those years, you know. And so I fought for myself. I fought for myself, and I told myself, you know, um, I would not lose who I am because I want to get ahead. I will, you know, um, push, and I will believe in my talent, and that's, you know, Values are critically important. So they're, they're, that's a, your moral compass. Yeah. We are unfortunately coming to the end of the show. Can I please ask mm-hmm. you to use this platform to send a message of hope to all those women in Africa who are listening to us today that due to circumstances, gender equality might not be first on their agenda, but rather the, the daily struggle of taking care of their family, raising children, and putting food on the table for them is a more pressurizing reality. Um, I would say, you know, um, 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 first of all, you know, um, when you look at our history in South Africa, you see that when women stand together and support each other and um, speak about issues that concern them, but doing it, you know, um, together and not doing it individually, then the voice becomes stronger. And that's what happened thus in South Africa. I think, you know, um, if women in the rest of the African con- continent, they can look at, you know, look at that as an example and say, you know, let's stand together and let's keep fighting, but let's do it together. Then it, you become, you know, you become a strong force. Um, and, 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 and that's how really you get, you know, you get people to listen when you come together, when you don't stand out as an individual, but, you know, um, putting together your voices because you're fighting for the same thing. Um, you know, I, I, I do believe, you know, they will be hurt, but they mustn't lose hope. You know, they mustn't lose hope. We live, I do believe that we live in, 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 in the modern Africa where you can have all of this and still become, you know, um, a good mother and still become a good wife, you know, and still, you know, um, get ahead um, 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 in your workplace. Um, but if we stand together as women and support each other as women and talk about these issues as women, you know, the continent will listen. You know, um, 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 our government will listen. Our communities will, will listen if we stand together as women. Thank you very much for that important message of solidarity and support yeah. for womanhood. Yeah. It's been wonderful having you on our show today. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. You have been listening to Womanity, Woman and Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance, and we have been talking to multi-award-winning South African Afropop musician Inklantlen Kisa.